Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we'll talk about the uh, the passing of Bill Russell and what he meant to the game. We'll also talk about Kobe White working on his footwork, ball handling, and strength. And the Bulls are expected to shop him at the trade deadline. And lastly, we'll talk about these Chicago Bulls Lola Palooza jerseys that came out that look fire. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, making us your first listen. Locked On Bulls is a member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, a.k.a. Big Yella, uh, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central, and we're going to jump right into it. Unfortunately, we had a passing of an NBA, a legend, period. I don't even want to just make it an NBA legend, but Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88 peacefully. That's that, I'm, I'm glad to see that no pain or anything like that. Um, Pat, the one thing with me is that and that I realized anytime somebody passes, I talked about this when Kobe passed um, and I didn't even have a basketball podcast at that point in time. But uh, most of the legends of the NBA, we still have around in one in shape, form and fashion. Like yeah. we have lost very, very few legends of the NBA. They are still around kicking in one shape, form or another. So when we do lose one, Kobe was different because you lost him so young. But in Bill Russell, it hurts, brother, because like even though Bill Russell played, I think stopped playing before either me or you were on this planet. He's always been a part of the game, and like I remember, for example, an interview with Bill Russell and, and Greg Oden back when they saw, still thought Greg Oden was going to be something that literally almost brought a tear to my eye. And I was at that point, I think I was, I was like nineteen years old, and so. I have these vivid memories and like, of course, I don't have the memories of Bill Russell playing in the NBA, but I have all these memories of him talking to other NBA players, him being around, him being interviewed, of course, his highlights. So it's like I still have memories just thinking of the NBA of this legend in Bill Russell. So it definitely hurt, bro. How did you feel about it, man? Yeah, I mean, it was huge. Just like you said, dog, like you think about it, the NBA is the only sport really, right, where somebody can say maybe the nfl to a degree but for the most part really like where somebody can say you guys played against plumbers and they can look you in your face and be like say that to my face exactly <laughs> like that's that's the craziest thing and so like you said dog when you lose one of those legends it's like you lost somebody who like let's be real we grew up with like, Bill has been a part of every – and that's the thing. They're all still so much a part of the NBA. But Russell has been so much a part of what the NBA does every single year of our life. And now you're talking about – I mean, they reposted the interview yesterday with him talking with KG and how he was saying, like, this is friendship. I'll share a ring with you even if you don't get one, and, and but you put the work in, right? And then KG goes and gets the ring. And I'm like, bro, like – I really forgot like what this was. So when you talk about like Bill Russell, bro, like the fact that, that there's going to be a void next season that seems off. Yeah. And the fact that he does pass away, it, it just, it feels different, man. It feels like there's, it feels like there's a shift in the NBA world. That's what me and kid were talking about yesterday. It was like, yeah. we feel like, what we grew up with has suddenly just shifted and changed again. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you brought up like Bill Russell and KG. That's another interview 
that definitely, definitely is tear jerking, especially oh, yeah. walk watching it now, bro. Like that that I, I still remember that interview vividly. Like him saying, telling KG how many rings he thought that he would be able to ring when he when when he was in Boston. Like, yeah, just and and the way that Bill Russell still to this day, like, was such an advocate for the NBA. Like in other sports, like, yeah, you still may have legends that pop up here and there right that are still around but like bill russell it was every single season you saw or heard something from bill russell so like yeah it's definitely going to be a void um it's definitely going to be felt and i mean the guy was a legend for a reason to just put it put it bluntly one of the most prolific winners not in nba history in sports Sports. history i mean two ncaa championships two high school championships to or one Olympic medal, um, a plethora of championships, not only as a player, but as a player coach and then just as a coach. That's <laughs> another thing. Yeah, the player coach, like, come on, man. Like, he played, <laughs> and they wouldn't even allow that nowadays. Like, that's crazy, brother. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they would. I, th- I think the NBA would put the kibosh on that quickly, bro. That I would think be crazy to see, but I feel like. We kind of see that in some form. Like, it's not, it's definitely not to that degree. Like, there's definitely a head yeah. coach. But, like, you see a lot of those, like, better teams where they kind of be like, all right, call the play. Like, it got <laughs> oh, to the yeah. point down I mean, in San Antonio where Tony, yes. or yes, where Tony yes. Parker was just drawing up the play and was like, all right, yeah. we running what Tony said. I mean, and we've <laughs> seen that, too, with Steph Curry. We've seen it actually him in huddles with the board drawing yeah. the play up. So, exactly. like, yeah, yeah. We've definitely so, seen I mean, it's all a variation of it. But, man, it, that would be wild. Like, you have to think about, right, like, one, you have talk about managing egos and all of that. And on top of that, still possibly drawing up a play to be like the ball going to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. man. Bill but it's like, who's going to check it? It's Bill Russell. Bill Russell's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pass right. the ball to Russell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, it, it, it's definitely, it's it's definitely, and even, even, you know, uh, him, him and Mike and Mike's reverence and appreciation for Bill Russell. Yeah. I, uh, Mike came out and said, like, Bill Russell paved the way for every black player in the NBA. And that's uh, – and to, like you said before, too, we need to talk about this not just in the scope of the NBA, but also sports as a whole, right? Yeah. Him, Jackie Robinson, they paved the way for black athletes in a way that I think sometimes gets missed and overlooked. Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, we, 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 we know now because we grew up with – black players being in the NBA the whole time, right? Yeah. But, like, he absolutely did just amazing work. And, you know, it's it's wild. I mean, when you think about, like, that's the part that doesn't get talked about, right? At the end of the day, we talk about the rings. We talk about how how dominant he was in the NBA, how great a defender he was and stuff like that, right? Like, but you don't talk about the fact that he had to do that through tons of racism, tons of adversity, tons yeah. of, I mean, like people in his city were like, Hey, listen, like if you winning, you're our favorite person in the world. But if you losing, like we're hitting you with every racial slur we can hit you with. And so exactly. like, and Bill has talked about that on, on multiple, you know, different occasions about the, the racism that he experienced going through the NBA and stuff like that and just dealing with it. But like, like you think about that, like to, to have that level of, pressure on you and then keep winning <laughs> yeah for sure that's a different level of winner that we can't like you can't compare that to like jordan getting six no not at like, all. like to me right like like yeah i i view jordan as perfect and it's the modern nba and that's a basketball conversation that's not a basketball conversation 
Yeah. I mean, and you look at, like, some players nowadays, like, how fans heckle them now. Imagine being heckled, and it's every racial slur in the building. You feel me? And it's not even the fact, like, you literally at some points had to worry, like, hey, are there going to be people waiting for me after this game because I just cooked their team trying to get my ass? Like, so – um, the amount of pressures that a player like Bill Russell had to face back then, I don't think is is something that we can we we can hear about it and we can understand the words, but I don't think we can ever understand the pressures of that. That'd be like me and you being on this podcast and us doing a live show somewhere and worrying about when when the when the mics turn off if there's going to be people waiting out there to lynch us. Right. Like, um, but you know, to take that that aspect out of it, I do want to say this, um, or ask this of you, I guess, Pat is like, all right, so we've lost Kobe, we've lost Bill Russell, uh, you know. Legends in, legends in this game. Do you think that it gets to the point where the NBA retires a player like Bill Russell's number? I would be okay with that. Um, I would, because of what Bill did for the game, because of what he meant to the game. I mean, like, without Bill, we're not at this point in the NBA, yeah. right? So, like, if they retired number six throughout the entire NBA, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would I would be a hundred percent okay with that. Um, I don't think you can do it with everybody. And Kobe's tough for me because there was a lot of dudes that there was a lot of guys in the NBA like circles and like a lot of the talking heads that's on TV mm-hmm. that all of a sudden flip their narrative on Kobe just because he passed away. Absolutely. So I always look at it and I'd be like, y'all don't really y'all wasn't giving him his flyers when he was alive. Now y'all yeah. talking about retiring his jersey, but. I would be fine with even retiring Kobe's 24 throughout the NBA because, I mean, like it's like we had the conversation, what was that, Friday we talked about it, right? Like, you got to think about how many winners there have been in this NBA. Yeah. There's over 40 years, Kobe has, what, five of those 40? Yeah. Like, that's a lot of wins. <laughs> That's 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 true. That's true. But let us know down below uh, uh, some of your favorite Bill Russell moments that you guys remember seeing, whatever else it is. Um, but again, we're going to end that uh, segment on, you know, rest in peace to legend in Bill Russell, man. And uh, the NBA is going to feel this one is going to be he's going to be remembered throughout this whole season. You're going to see so much stuff for Bill Russell over the course oh, of the yeah. season. This season, the NBA is definitely going to turn this season into a Bill Russell celebration and uh, which they should. And I think that that's warranted. So 100 percent, 100 percent. All right, before we get into Just the next... highlights of him giving people the finger. Oh. <laughs> he cracked me up with that, bro. Like, it would be random. It would just be like, hey, yeah. there you go. That's what I do. There you go. You 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 got one. There you go. There you go. You you, you got one up out of me. Uh, but all right. Uh, so moving into the before we move into the next topic, which is talking about Kobe White, what he's been working on the season, and what is ultimately may happen with him over the course of the season. Got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. You ready for it? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real co- cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough puffs are, o- are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for your for you and the family. It would be the perfect treat. Or you can really go to find a good 
hiding place and hoard them just for yourself. As me and Pat, I'm sure we do, because my family ain't getting none of these built bars. Uh, like all built bars, the Cookie Dough Chocolate Puffs is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture, so good. What's great about it is built. Uh, has made all of their bars with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough puffs, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night trip, trip, treat, or just grab a quick bite to eat. Built is the perfect protein bar and it tastes better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, Pat. <sighs> Got to get into the Bulls news. Bulls content. Um, so Kobe White has been working on his ball handling, footwork, and strength this offseason. The things that he's apparently been focused on. He's gotten stronger per reports. Um, but on the flip side of that, we've now gotten from Bleacher Report that Kobe is expected to be traded at the trade deadline, not before then. They're going to pick up those talks at the trade deadline. So they're really going to give Kobe a chance to either up his trade value or maybe show enough to maybe keep him on this team. I'm going to flip it to this and ask you this. A, do you expect and think Kobe's going to be tra uh, traded at the trade deadline? And let me ask, and, and the second part of it, how well does Kobe have to play for the Bulls to maybe reconsider and say, hey, um, maybe we go ahead and match whatever deal he gets this summer. What do you think is going to happen there? The numbers you had this season, but every night, or at least close to every night, right? Like, as a bench player, it's hard to get the same numbers every night. But, like, the, the problem with Kobe White, for me, is that when you look at him as a every-night player, it's hard to make the argument for him to be on the court over some other every-night players. Now, mm -hmm. I think last season he was the best option we had at, at a lot of times. Um, coming off of that bench, sometimes being plugged into the starting lineup, right? Like, it got to the point, even Billy Donovan was like, who you want me to play? <laughs> <laughs> but you you have to look at, for me, the things that he's doing, I love. Footwork, handles, because it's allowing him to have the ability to create his own shop, to up his value. We know he's quick. We know he's fast, right? But I feel like Kobe's entire game was built on, I can get to this bucket real quick, and then I can shoot the ball. Yeah. And... A lot of times they would close out him getting to the bucket, and it was like, all right, well, shoot. Oh, that didn't fall. So I think I think that's kind of like he's moving in the right direction. For me, if Kobe puts up, what are you at? What was he, 12 and four last year off of the bench or something like that? Yes. Kobe White uh, averages last season 12.7 points per game, three rebounds per game, three assists per game, and a PER of 12.6. Give me, give me that. And that's the thing. I think Bulls fans forget too, like, those numbers, as a bench player, are pretty they're dang good. good. Are they are they six man of the year numbers? No, not at all. But they're no. pretty dang good. If he ups the efficiency, if he does up that ball handling to where he can get at, you know use his strength, use his footwork, use his speed better. Because a lot of people, players with NBA, and I think we forget this too, players come in really raw with these skills in the NBA, and then we expect them to be able to use them right away. And they know they have to figure out how to use them effectively to get yeah. to the bucket or things on the NBA level. If he does that, I, I'll say this, right? Kobe 
a efficient Kobe, a more consistent Kobe is almost your perfect bench player. It really comes down to what you think you can, he can get on the open market. If the Chicago Bulls front office sees him as like he's playing so well that, hey, he may get this 10, 11 million dollar offer and, and we can't we can't afford to pay that right now. Yeah. All right. You, you probably move him. But uh, like if he if he gets to like 16, 18 points per game off the bench to me, I'm looking at it at that point like, hey, that 10, 12 million dollars. You're, you're ideally going to pay that for a player that can get you those numbers off the bench. So I think, like, Kobe's in a position right now, I think, coming into the season, it's a prove-it year in a lot of ways. We talk about me and you both cover the Bears. We talk about a lot. A lot of players on prove-it deals with the Chicago Bears. The team. This is a yeah, – the, the team. Yeah, you're right. This team is on uh, I think with Kobe White, it's really a prove-it. If Kobe can add to – can refine some things of his game, I think that there's – I would put it at – there's probably a 35% chance he can stay with the Chicago Bulls. I still think it's more likely that he's moved, but there is a chance. But either way, we want to see him play well. Everybody should be rooting for Kobe to play well because if even if you want him traded, guess what? At that trade deadline, you get more back if he's playing well in the season. I think because he's on that sign-and-trade deal, I would give it more like a 45-50% chance if he plays well because he's on that sign-and-trade deal. We've seen AK use that, right? Mm-hmm. And Kobe's the kind – like, what are you going to trade Kobe for? The kind of player you need? So Kobe, like if he's playing well, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, what, what are we gonna trade a shooter off of the bench? You know, if he if he's playing well, yeah. he's the kind of player we need off of our bench. Somebody that can attack the bucket, somebody that can get to the bucket, that actually has some size. That Kobe was up and down with the defense. Kobe's defense yeah. is tied to how well he's shooting. Um, he's, if he's, he's shooting it, well when, when Kobe's engaged. His weak side defense, like that Bulls nine game winning streak. Three of those games, his defense saved the Bulls in that. Yeah. I think people forget. Again, it needs to be more consistent. But, yeah, he, he's a more engaged defender when he's scoring. But, but that's the thing, right? Like, it, that's the biggest problem with Kobe. What does Kobe White give you when he's not knocking down a shot? Because nobody's yeah. going to knock down a shot every single every night. What does he yeah. give you when he's not knocking down a shot? Is it assists? Is it – like, right? Like, I, I as, if there was something else for me to point to outside of his offense when he's not knocking down shots – I could make a case for why Kobe White can be here because, oh, he still gives you this or he still does this. And one thing that I did see with Kobe last season that I want to touch on, and maybe you're going as I'm sorry, is that it wasn't consistent. Like everything applied that it's not consistent with Kobe. Yeah. Ben. But his passing at times took considerable yeah. steps last season. He yeah. made some passes last season that I was like, no, no, no. Oh, wait. Well, no, that was a, that was a, yeah. that was a good pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, his his IQ increased, his, his court yeah. vision increased kind of just – but – that that and and that has to continue right but it, for me like you said it's just that consistency if he's not it's all tied to him making shots and that can't be the case yeah exactly especially exactly. coming off of the bench some days you're not going to make shots you can't yeah. like i'm okay with javante green being a okay shooter yeah because i know what i got him out there for i know what he gives me on the other end so like i think kobe's got to kind of get that like it get to the point right where like if you're making the shot, it's an accent piece. It's like, oh, now he giving me something that I really need. And so I think I think there's a chance that Kobe is on this Bulls team to finish out the season. Um, and I think there's a chance that he still gets moved based on a sign and trade deal. Because you have to think, if he if he gets himself up to like 14 to 16 points a game off of the bench, somebody's going to offer him a nice deal. 
This is true. Um, and some people may offer him a nice deal anyway because there, as much as Bulls fans like would have you not believe it, there are still tons of potential with Kobe White being only 22 years old. He doesn't turn 23 till February, um, halfway through the season. So there's still a ton of potential. There could be a team that I'm not going to say the 10, 11 million dollar offer that he'll get if he's playing well, but there's still a team that eight or nine million dollars just off potential alone, maybe a one or two year deal would still offer him something. So yeah. we'll see. Um, the one thing that I want to see. Um, and I had my thought and I lost it. The thing that I want to see with Kobe is that I want to see him fit in the flow of the offense better. And this is why I do think that there is a chance, right, for any – if he's not playing well to start the season and we have a young rookie in Dalen Terry that's ready, right, that Dalen Terry does offer so much more when you look at outside of just scoring and shooting that he may pass him up. Now, the Bulls are going to give Kobe every opportunity, especially if they're trying to to move him by the trade deadline. They're going to give him time. But, Pat, flip this back to you. Do you think that the Bulls, in the – interest of upping Kobe's trade value, do they limit the minutes of Dalen Terry or maybe other bench players to get that? And do you think that they should, or do you think that it should be this thing of, hey, if 10 games into the season, Kobe, you're still not consistent. Listen, we got other young players on the bench that are ready to go. No, I think Kobe's going to get his chance to like, – Kobe's going to get his opportunity to prove whether he should be here or not. And I know there's a lot of people in the comments that say he's had that opportunity. He's been given that opportunity. They should move him now. They should have traded him in the offseason. AK doesn't want to have what we've gone through our entire lives of, hey, that dude's really good now. Remember yeah. when he played here? Right? Like, how like like how many people still mad about Spencer Dinwiddie? <laughs> Bro, and the fact the fact that Spencer, like, listen, I know what he turned into, but Spencer Dinwiddie was not good when we had him. He was okay at times. He was not good when we had him. Well, he never made the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's even, even 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 in no, but we saw him in preseason. We saw him in G League. He did not play very good for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, but I'm but the, but but I I agree with you. But yeah. neither did the dudes that made the team. I mean, yeah, we had a bad team at that. Well, yeah, okay. Touche, touche, yellow, touche, touche. You won campaign. this argument. <laughs> you won this argument. Did you see? Did you see somebody in the comments said? <laughs> Pat and Hayes, I like Ice Cube and DJ Yellow. Oh, and I was wow. like, I was like, I wanted to fry you, but I can't. That's actually it's actually pretty accurate. I'll yeah, lie. it's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when people say accurate things, it's like I can't really fry you for saying something that's accurate. But all right, next up, we're gonna talk about these Bulls jersey for Lola Palooza. Uh, but first, you know what we gotta do? We gotta play that music. Come on. All right, now. All right. Anyway. So, uh, Pat, have you, have you gotten to see these uh, special Bulls jersey for Lola Palooza in Chicago, bro? I just seen them. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you; they're pretty dope, bro. Like, they, I don't know they if look I would better than last year. I don't know if I would wear them as like a fashion piece, but that having that as something like to pull out every once in a while and a hang up, it's just it's this is this is dope, bro. I like these jerseys a lot. I mess with it. I mess with it. I'm never mad at a good a good Bulls variation jersey. They won't give us the jersey we we really want. We keep, we've been asking for the White Sox Bulls crossover for a minute. Because that but, jersey uh, would be fire. You don't even have to have the White Sox on it. Just White Sox inspired Bulls jerseys. Yeah, you know the ones I want. You know the ones that I want bad? Uh, there was a couple of years ago where like this concept artist came up with this Yeezy crossover Bulls mix-up that was gray and red. And I was like, that. I, I created those in 2K that year. Those jerseys were fire. Uh, listen, I, I listen. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Uh, hey, when you take the time to create a jersey in 2K, you know that was a fire jersey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
exactly. was wearing that to every home game. No, uh, I like the Lalo jerseys though. I, I think they got a nice touch. The Bulls, the Bulls get some dope. I, I like how the Bulls do it, right? Like they don't go to like fashion designers and stuff like that. They be like, yo, we got so many dope local artists around here. Let's get this mug designed up. I like it. Like I said, I like it better than last year's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like anything that incorporates the red and the city together. Yeah. I feel like we got especially with a lot of like the the city edition jerseys and stuff like that we got a lot of like we want to incorporate the inner workings of the city or we want to incorporate the incorporate the blue and i just be looking i'd be like listen it's cool but like our colors are red and black bro like it's not (laughs) it's not that hard to like it's in the logo yeah i mean listen that and i like i like the like chicago art deco City edition jerseys we used at one point in time. Like the city, the Bulls usually kill the city edition jerseys. I, I'll give them that. They usually do kill the city edition jerseys. But uh, these these uh, Lola Palooza jerseys. Like, are you going to Lola Palooza by the way? Nah, I don't mess with Lolo. Too many people for me. Too many people for me. I don't mess yeah, with Lolo. That, nah, I would have went. Got. I think. What was it? Yesterday I would have uh, went, or two days. Well, yesterday ago, was last day, right? Yeah. Two days ago I would have went because J Cole pulled up. Okay. But J. Cole pull up like I'm not. See, y'all get J. Cole. I'm just we, J. Cole. We, we had the we had the Ohio State Festival yesterday and Nelly did a 50 minute performance and people were like excited about that. I'm like. I mean, it's Nelly, dog. I'm like, not seeing the, Nelly. And I lived in St. Louis for 12 years. I'm not I don't care about seeing Nelly for 50 minutes. That don't do nothing true. for me. That's true. Uh, got, 50 minutes. Got a different viewpoint on it. That, that's a little too long for me. Like I like give me a cool 20 minute set. I'm good, Nelly. That's all you got. <laughs> How many times can you play hot in here? Him and the lunatics don't even get along no more, so they're never with him. So it's like he's just performing these songs by himself, and it's like, come on, man. Listen. Hey, the the fact that uh at this point, too, like Nelly just start performing music that only he know. It's his music, <laughs> but it's music that like nobody else. It's like, bro, you know, we came in here. Like, come on now, hot in here. Air Force Ones. That's all we want to hear. You know, play that three times, and then we'll leave. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all we need. Maybe give, grills. Give me, give me the maybe uh, grills. Kelly Rowland joint. Yeah. Uh, well, see, no. If she's not there, I don't want to see it because I don't want to see him try to perform both parts of that because that's what he. I don't know if you know. He tries to perform both halves of that song when he's by himself, and it's literally no, bro. Like, stop it. Stop. Stop. Right now. It's never good when you get the rapper rapping the singing parts. That's tough. It's tough. Day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a Lalo guy. I, I, I stay at the crib and uh, enjoy my, my time in my basement. <laughs> I sound like a creep now when you say it that way. That absolutely said. I got a nice basement. <laughs> know how we get to these places bro i have no idea how hey bro i don't know either show. but we get there at the end of every podcast so i'm not man, mad at lord have mercy uh but uh, hey bro you got anything else man um nah man i think that's it man well, let's get another week cracking off on this mug i appreciate y'all tuning in and rocking with us follow me on everything at pat the designer and make sure you follow us both on everything at locked on bulls and let us know how you guys feel about uh retiring bill russell's jersey over on Twitter, should we see it done all across the NBA? Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO, hey, CEO, H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked on Bulls your first listen 
every day. Now for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA, where the Locked On experts break down all the latest news, rumors, and developments going on around the NBA. They get available wherever you get your podcast. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is this is Locked On Bulls, and we out this month. Peace, y'all.